Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Thread. So happy to be here. And we have some things to discuss. We have some things to discuss. I know you're in Florida, Abba, and you missed the Ishai Rebo concert that took place in well, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Well, listen, I had to make it. I had tickets to go to Ishai Rebo. And I also had tickets to come down to Florida because, uh, you know, we want to make sure the place is ready because we want to come out down here for party to, you know, at least we're thinking about it, you know. So, and I haven't been down there in a few months, so I didn't want to walk in Chalamay Sukkot and find the place uh, in disarray. I hear you. I was Russia coming next week. Uh, I wanted to make sure everything is in uh, is in order. I it was a hard decision to make. I didn't want to miss Ishariba with the guard. I think it was a historic event. Uh, I saw some of the videos you guys posted. Um, but then again, on the other hand, I felt to myself, I already saw him twice, you know, in the last year. I saw him in the King's Theater with his first concert in America, if you remember that. I think yeah. you were there too. And then we saw him at the tennis stadium with the the YU graduation. Remember that? Yeah. So how many times do I have to see him? Do I have to reroute my entire plan? And then, Listen. of course, you know, your your grandmother is, your mother's in a Bayless. Your mother's in a Bayless, her mother, so... She wasn't going to go anyway. So, you know, sometimes you got to make those hard decisions. Yeah, no, I hear you. And um, listen, I respect the decision you made. I happen to have been there. I thought it was, like you said, a historic evening. Um, there was 15,000 people in attendance. It was really, really nice. It was incredible. He performed well. He had Akiva Terjman performed, Amir Dadon. They surprised everybody. They called up Avram Free to the stage who performed the song with him. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. was, it was very, it was very well done. There's a lot of people there, and it was, uh, it, you know, what I thought. I thought it was, it was a great concert. But in, in addition to being a great concert, I had, I, I thought, and I still do think that it was, it was a kiddush Hashem. It was beautiful, you know, in Madison. Me, so, did they fill up the whole garden, or was it was yeah. part of it roped off? I mean, no, you know, the garden. I, I think is the capacity is like eighteen thousand, maybe the floor seats like more like twenty, maybe a little less, but. Um, they 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 didn't do 360, so they probably had 15,000 seats, I'd say. But they had floor seats, right? Yeah. You were on the you were on the floor. Yeah. How far from the stage were you? Would you say? I I, I, I don't want to flex. It's not important. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, but uh, those those I I've been in concerts in Madison Square Garden over the years. They have uh, speakers the size of yeah. this house, you know. Yeah, it was really it was loud. Um, but it was it was great, you know. The sound was great and everything. So I want to get into like sort of the first the first thing. I've been catching a lot a lot of flack about this. I'm not sure if you saw it, yeah. But it, it's been uh, it took up a good amount of my time over the last few days. I tweeted something on September fourth, uh, uh, which was honestly I, I tweet I didn't realize I tweeted at one eighteen a.m. on September fourth. The concert I, it was just hours prior. Mm-hmm. I wrote 15,000 Jews pack the garden for an Isha Yibo concert. Was able to feel that in the room tonight that we were in the days leading up to Mashiach. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I tweeted. And I was really shocked that I was met with a lot of negativity. A lot of uh, messages like Mashiach isn't coming to a mixed venue or, or it's just business. It's just entertainment. Uh, mixed seating. How does that bring Mashiach? Mm-hmm. Like messages yeah, like yeah. that and i found that most people who were saying critical were, were writing critical messages like that weren't even at the concert they weren't even there 
people were describing it as it was pizzas. I don't know. I from where I was sitting, and yes, it was a mixed seating concert, as many concerts are. I went to the Haas concert a bunch of months ago. That's also mixed seating, to be honest. I didn't see anybody Listen, behaving. You know, uh, okay. So let me let me comment on that. Okay, first of all, if people that weren't there, they wasn't they were not there because by mistake they intentionally didn't want to be there. So they have a certain world outlook, you know, and they, and they have a certain, and, you know, I don't want to insult anybody, but it's really a symptom of small mindedness, you know, and um, I'm not saying that uh, the Adisai Rebo concert is going to be a prelude to the coming of Mashiach, but um, it certainly could be one of those things. I mean, it certainly does a great Kiddush Hashem, or, you know, what? The, what's unique about him? All the music is beautiful. All the compositions are original. He doesn't have to sling any, sing any Shlomo Kalbach songs to get anybody's attention. Did he sing any Shlomo Kalbach songs? No, I don't no, but think the, so. The, ah, but that's not what makes it a kid of Shem. The fact that he has original compositions. Mm-hmm. I think the, the what, what I think it's an evening of, of tefillah and prayer, singing Achila and singing you know Baruch Shem Kli Malchusai and and. All those, all those lyrics and all those words, like that's what makes it a Kiddush Hashem. When you have fifteen thousand people singing those songs in the garden, I don't know. I, I just think that it's it's a beautiful thing. So the criticism I've been getting is like, not everything needs to be a Kiddush Hashem. Like it's allowed to be a nice concert, but not a Kiddush Hashem. But I, I happen to have thought, and I disagreed. I said, well, I, I hear that not everything needs to be a Kiddush Hashem. I happen to have thought that this was a Kiddush Hashem. That this was beautiful. You know, let me tell you the the the. You know, there, there's two, there's two uh, on 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 Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the the Kain Gadol brings a sacrifice, right? He ties a red string on a goat's horns, and then he he either he pushes the goat off the mountain to be mechaper for all the sins of Kali Yisrael. So there's really there's really only two settings in life. The Rebbe, the Rafiyadikar Rebbe, not the Rafiyadikar Rebbe, the the Balatani explains, whatever you're doing in life, you're either being Mekadashem Shemayim, or or the opposite, or you're or you're either you're accept or you're you're affirming the oneness of God, or you're rejecting the oneness of God. There's nothing that happens outside of that purview. Whatever you do, there's okay. No, so let's no, say there's no in between. If you're going, let's say you're going to a bet game, okay. It's not a bad thing. You know the bets are bad. It's not a bad thing. You didn't do it a bear, so to speak, but. If you if you're a Jew, if you're a Torah Jew, and you could spend three hours at a Met game, in a very subtle way, you're rejecting the oneness of God. Because if you were affirming the oneness of God, you'd be in shul for a, a half hour mirror. You would have, be with your chavrusa learning a daf So in in a, in a subtle, not dangerous, uh, uh, not in a uh, careless way, you're rejecting the oneness of God because the world is oneness of God. Now, if you are spending your nights in the base madrash and you're making sure that you're davening three times a day and you're doing chesed, then you are affirming the oneness of God. So the people who said to you that there could be a Ishai Rebo concert and it's not here and not there, they're wrong. They don't understand. They don't understand that everything we do is either 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 the either the goat that is being sacrificed is either facing the base of the the base of Migdash or the, the Kache Kachim, or he's facing away from it. There's one or two things that you're doing. You're affirming the one, you're saying, yes, God is one, or you're saying, no, maybe God is not one. Those are the okay, two so settings. Many, so many people felt that um, 
it wasn't. It wasn't affirming the oneness of God. You had a mixed seating concert. You had men and women there singing, although I don't know, I didn't necessarily hear very clearly any woman singing. I thought I thought it was a beautiful showing. I thought it was it was an amazing get together. So many people well, think it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't affirming. You know, to what your description was, many people would say it wasn't affirming the oneness of God, and it became like this whole discussion on Twitter, sure. like. You know, uh, good or bad, good or bad, entertainment or, or kedusha, and well, uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're happy discussing you on Twitter. No, uh, you know, honestly, it's, why would I be happy? It, honestly, it's a little bit of like it's a little crazy because some of these people are are not like there's no more nuance. So there's no more like oh, you know what? Like that's your take. I disagree with it. It's you are a terrible person, and you are the reason why we can't have good things. Like that's where it goes. It's like it's like yeah. literally jihad out there. Why, right, why, so why, why can't people? Why can't people just disagree? Like someone could say, so, "Oh, I hear you thought it was beautiful, Kedusha Hashem." I didn't. Okay. So it's your I, role. Yeah, yeah. So it's your role in life to change that. Slowly, uh, that's, that's, that's a uphill battle right there. I don't know. Like, well, about, uh, it's not going to happen. It won't happen this week or next week. Over the long run, that's uh, that's your challenge. That's your challenge. What I happened? Guess. Like, what it used to be that people could respectfully disagree, and nowadays it is gone. It's it's oh, if you take that opinion, then then you are then you are hijacking the term <laughs> and you're the reason why. X, Y, and Z. Like, whoa. First of all, the amount no. of people misquoting me, you know, and, and it's just like, it's so ridiculous. Like, you're allowed to disagree with something. I'm allowed to disagree with something. Everyone can have their own opinions. It doesn't need to be thrown with, with darts and fire, you know, like. Let me ask you another technical question. I mean, I didn't see any of that on Twitter. Do I have to go on a special kind of Twitter to see that? Well, the Twitter that I have is all political junk. You know, it's, probably, it's all. You're, you're, it's probably your 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 feed is is the algorithm is tailor made to you and oh, you generally you generally all, all I see is Donald Trump and Robert F Kennedy and Joe Biden. That's all I get. And now every time, so how do I, I change that? Uh, you gotta start engaging with other content, I guess. Anyways, the next story. Gee, we have here, once I once I figure out once I figure out what engaging with other content means, I'll I'll, I'll do it. Wow. I know something that you don't. Engaging with other content? How do I engage with other content? Do I have to buy a ring? <laughs> I'll, I'll show. Do I, have to, do I have to buy an engagement ring to engage with the... No, uh... right, anyway, what's your, next, what's your next subject? Next story we have here is that there was a fire at Panovich Yeshiva. 28 Bachrim no were evacuated to the hospital. Yeah, a fire broke out at Panovich Yeshiva in the pre-dawn hours of Thursday morning. <clears throat> dozens of Yeshiva Bachrim to flee the building. Wow. A large number of firefighting and rescue forces arrived at the scene to extinguish the fire. Uh, MDA paramedics treated the Bakram who were suffering from smoke inhalation. 28 Bakram were evacuated to the hospital for further treatment. Initial investigations indicated that the fire broke out in an electrical closet inside the building, leading to thick smoke filling the interior, which the students inhaled. Bakram reported that a delivery man who had arrived at the yeshiva to drop off supplies saw the fire and shouted at the Bakram who were sleeping to escape the building. Paramedics from Maginavada wow. Dome said that when we arrived at the scene, we saw a large blaze and smoke coming from the building. Approximately 50 Yeshiva Bakram who left the building suffered from smoke inhalation. We provided initial on-site medical mm-hmm. treatment. All were fully conscious and in mild condition. 28 Bakram, like I said, were transported to the hospital. It seems like everyone, Baruch Hashem, will be okay. And it, it sounds like a, you know something that Hashem was watching over them. Given the fact that there was somebody, 
somebody was delivering you, something to the Shiva. Where are you? Where are you reading that from? This is this is up via Shiva World. Oh, okay. There's something I noticed in the last few weeks that Anarat Sheva and Yeshiva World used to only quote United Hatzalah after these situations. They stopped doing yeah. that. Really? Now they're only quoting Magen David Adal. Something happened. Something happened. I got to check out what happened. It used I to be see, all yes. United Hatzalah. This guy was there, and the guy from United Hatzalah said this, and the guy from United Hatzalah did that. And all of a sudden that stopped, and everything is Magen David Adal now. So I don't know. I got to speak to uh, Ellie Baird to find out. What the nuance? What the, what happened behind the scenes? What you happened really politically? Something. You really think something? Some, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm not. I, I don't think about it all day long. But when I read these stories about these situations, even yesterday's attack by the Jaffa Gate, believe it or not, there was a knife attack by the Jaffa Gate, which yeah, is I saw that. something that we we all, when we're nervous to throw, we frequent regularly without even a thought. Some guy, you know, stabbed a 56 year old man with a butcher knife. And I think he's. Well, to be honest, I saw a couple yesterday. of. I, 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 there's a few things because, like last week, there was a soldier that got stabbed in the old city, as well. Um, and then of course he, they, they eliminated the the terrorist. Um, but this, what you're talking about, is a different one. So it seems like there's a little more activity there. Well, there's twenty, there's twenty three people since the beginning of the summer, uh, since well, since early since the spring, twenty three. Uh, young Jews have died in terrorist attacks, you know, starting with the Yaniv brothers, uh, and before that, the Palais brothers, uh, and uh, the shootings in Tel Aviv. There's been 23 deaths uh, in a relatively uh, short amount of time. And uh, in certain cases, like you said, they, they don't say that they kill the terrorists. They usually say they neutralize the terrorists, which is also a wishy-washy uh, Lushen. Because neutralizing means that they subdue them and they're going to arrest them and take them to prison, where yeah. they'll spend a good part of their lives. Or neutralize could also mean that they shot and killed them. So Which it's up to you, the likely, reader. Most likely the case, yeah. So, <laughs> so they, there was a video yesterday of a, a woman who tried to stab uh, a, a soldier in the Muslim quarter. Okay, I don't know if you saw it, but he was standing with his foot up against the wall. And she was a small woman, and she came at him with a knife. Now, he was wearing a protective vest, so Baruch Hashem didn't penetrate his body. But he didn't kill her, but even without a weapon, he was a big guy, and she was a little woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he kicked her around big time. He kicked her around until there was nothing left. I hope people are yeah like people shouldn't be like oh why are you guys laughing well we're laughing because a lady tried killing an Israeli soldier and he kind of uh, beat her with his foot anyways the next story I have here is the Mossad chief speaks with with President Zelensky about Israel's arriving to Uman for Rosh Hashanah so it's that time okay. of year again where yes. tens of thousands of people are going to be descending upon Uman for Rosh Hashanah and of course Uman is in Ukraine and there is still right. a war going on, believe it or not. Right, um, right. So the Mossad had David, uh, David Barnea spoke with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky this week. Um, the phone call was an attempt to improve relations between Israel and Ukraine following reports that Ukrainian officials are refusing to cooperate with plans to expedite the entry of tens of thousands of Israelis into the country by increasing staff at the border crossings with neighboring countries. Ukraine is, is, is disgruntled with Israel about what it claims is the rejection of Ukrainian citizens into their country, as well as the interior minister Arbel's refusal to meet with the Ukrainian ambassador over the past year. 
Benjamin Netanyahu held a meeting with Shas Chairman Aryeh Dari and, and on Wednesday to discuss a, a solution that would foster cooperation with Ukrainian authorities. It's it's amazing how Uman becomes a a a topic of national interest with Israel. Um, it's really well, it's really there nice. Are, there, yeah, there are a few problems there. Usually, about fifty to sixty thousand people go to Uman. It's it's a big business. There's, there's yeah. supermarkets in Uman. There's a big hotel in in Uman. I guess less people are going this year, not because they're going because a lot of a lot of the people's a lot of wives are not letting their husbands and children go like in the past. Yeah. But there's a the political overtone here is that Zelensky is not happy with Israeli support of Ukraine. It's very, it's very uh, uh, compromised. It's not wholehearted. Right. Well, don't forget, Israel has a very good relationship with Putin and Russia, okay? Uh, yeah. Putin is operating, Putin runs Syria. Putin operates Syrian troops, which is on the border with Israel. And Israel, uh, you know, and Iran try, tries to sneak uh, deadly weapons into Lebanon, to Hezbollah, through Syria, and Putin allows Israel to bomb those shipments constantly, okay? And, and Syria does not have an air force that could retaliate against Israel, or they do have an air force, Syria, but Putin doesn't let them do anything, okay? Because Syria is a big mess. So it's important to Israel to maintain the status quo and not come, not come out against Putin and support Zelensky because 50,000 men want to get away from home for two days of Rosh Hashanah and go to, go to Oman and daven by the cave of, uh, of, um, of, in Oman. Yeah, Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. Okay, so it, it's not, it's not, it's not push it. You know, it's not, it's not a simple thing. There's a lot of calculations here. So, you know, it, it, there's a business calculation. And by the way, I don't know if flights are flying in to, to, to Oman the way they used to. People are flying to into Poland and going ten hours by train to Uman. That really? seems to be a safer way to go. Or they're flying into Moldova, which is another border town. Or they're flying into Budapest, Hungary, which is another border country to Ukraine. And they're taking a train into Uman, but it's a ten eleven hour train ride. So you really have to be a real chassid in order to yeah. be able to, well, to travel that way. You, really, you either really want to spend a lot of time with uh, Reb Nachman of, 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 of Breslin, or you really, really want to get away from your family for Rosh Hashanah. You've never, you've never been to Uman for Rosh Hashanah <laughs> in all your years. How no, come? no. Well, I, I, don't have that, I don't have that chuka. I don't have that chuka to be in Uman. First of all, I'm not a Breslin. I'm not a Breslin desire. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have that desire. I don't have the desire. I'd rather be. Uh, you're you're going to be by Rosh Hashanah, right? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be also. You're gonna be by Kahom of Hashem with Rabbi Zakatinsky, who just came back from a few days in Poland, David by the Kivrei Tzadikim, and your brother Yochanan wrote a beautiful story with a beautiful pictorial layout in the Five Towns Jewish Times this morning, which uh, reviews and depicts uh, the experience there. Can you imagine? You'd be able to hear. You know, uh, well, part of what Rabbi Zakatinsky said from the limited amount of people that I spoke to about it was that being there gave them the opportunity to attach themselves to 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 these tzaddikim like uh, Rabbi Melech of Jelensk, Lejensk, and uh, and 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 Shia Shaila of Shaila Bemaisha and Karistir. 
this is where they went. They didn't just go there as tourists for a visit. They went there to absorb some of the neshama of the tzaddikim and bring it back to them. And that's going to yeah. be, I think, a centerpiece and a focus of the uh, uh, of the davening. Anyway, I'm, I'm heading back to New York tonight. Amir Tzashem. I want to and, play, um, uh, the last thing I want to discuss in this episode is I want to play a speed pipe message that we got, and uh, you could chime in with what you think the answer is. You ready? Okay, I'm listening. Hi, Nasi, uh, or whoever's listening to this. Um, so I guess my question, I don't know if it's applicable to the guests that you're having or not, and I know this is a little bit of an overused topic, but I do feel that it's important. Um I guess if I had to sum it up, I would say that I don't know how anyone can go through the shidduch process without having bitachon or without working on their bitachon. And I mean, myself and my husband, we have Kanainahara all girls, and our oldest just started dating about a year and a half ago. Um, my question is, where is the bitachon part? Like, why aren't we hearing about bitachon? from Shabchanim. Like, hey, the guy said he's not, like, appropriate for your daughter, but, like, don't worry. All right? Like, have bitachon, you know, moving onward. Done. Um, why is there a shidduch crisis, quote-unquote? Why are we doing that to ourselves? Where Where is the bitachon aspect? Um, as a matter of fact, one of my kids said that she was reading in one of the Jewish magazines how they did, like, a whole breakup of the exact statistics of boys to girls, I mean, this is not what Kal Yisrael needs. What we need is to take a more relaxed approach and be like, hey, everyone, listen, just think of your neighbors and it's all going to be. So it gets, that cut it gets, off yeah, it gets cut off there because it's only 90 seconds. No, it's a good topic. What do you think, do you, topic. Do you think about that? Well, I think this, this is what you call a self-inflicted wound. It's a self-made hardship. Uh, I think we've mentioned that uh, in the past. Um, I would also say that, you know, they say the word daiga, which means Rory, okay, has the letters Aleph, Gimel, Dalet, Hey in it, but doesn't have the okay. word Bays. So without Bays, without Bitochen, you have daigas. You, yeah. you only have worries. Anyway, you know what? We have, uh, I think, I'm, I'm not telling these people to go out and meet uh, people uh, of opposite gender, boys and girls, on their own, but certainly, uh, once upon a time, that's how even uh, that, that once upon a time, that's how even great uh, Rabbanim did it. You know, they went to a place and they met somebody casually and they started dating. I have pictures of my bar mitzvah, okay, of the leading Rabbanim who are very close to my father, sitting with their wives at a table at my bar mitzvah, okay. And I don't know if last time I think I checked, the world didn't end as a result of that. And it didn't prevent, uh, maybe, uh, I, mean, uh, I think, I think, I think it, the, 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 the situation needs a, a big makeover, you know, um, and um, by, by sitting around twiddling your thumbs, if you have only girls waiting for people to think about you, you're in for a long, uh, difficult uh, period. I think. Well, that again, that wasn't the real. That really wasn't the question. The question wasn't. What was the question? Was, the question is how come you know Amuna Betachin isn't isn't more of taking the the center stage when it comes to Shaduchim as opposed to you know specific groups of uh, organizations trying to 
you know, get the exact statistics of how many girls versus how many boys. So my answer to that is sort of like, you know, I don't think I don't I don't think people in Shadokim want to hear from a Shadchan, oh just have a Muna, have a Muna. You hear that from you know, you hear that from your 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 spiritual uh, compasses and your guide and your spouse, but but Etzim, you want the Shadchan to be doing their Hashtadlis. I don't know if someone would feel better hearing from a shachin. Don't worry, have a muna after they just got a no. I, I don't know if. However, I do agree that like, what are we doing? Trying to mine the data with statistics and how many girls, how many boys. Like, I think we're doing. A yeah, bit I don't much think. There. I don't think any. I don't think any of that. There's, there's plenty of boys, and there's plenty uh, plenty eligible boy, eligible boys, and there's plenty uh, eligible girls around. What this woman, I think, was saying was, you need a muna and a betachin that a shachin is going to think about you. Because the Shadchanim don't think about everybody on every level. The Shadchanim, and I've spoken to some of the Shadchanim, I spoke to one Shadchan in particular who told me he makes 50 Shadchanim a year, and at any given time, he has a thousand emails that he can't answer. I said to him, why don't you answer your emails? He says, if I spent time answering my emails, I couldn't even make 50 Shadchanim. So, I mean, there's a secretary. There's the ninety percent of the people are going to be left out of the process because the shadchanim are busy with ten percent of the population.